Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 144 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Gotta watch them all. Olympics, that is. This is Chris. Gotta watch all the Olympics. Uh-huh. That's the joke. I watch all the Olympics. All the events. All of them. And joining us today, as always, it's the Pokemon Olympics. So we have, you know him, you love him. Dan is here with us. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm great. We're doing all right. Yeah, this, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stay up the front. This is the first time we are doing the Pokemon Olympics uh, separated from everybody. So this is gonna this is gonna be a little different. Yeah, this is first time doing a virtual uh, podcast for me. So this is all very new. Wait, really? I thought we did a I thought we did a virtual one before. A virtual Pokemon once, uh, and I talked for like on a on a phone call. Oh, okay. Minute or two. That was about it. Okay. That does sound right. That does sound right. Yeah, it kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. Well, we're we're glad that we're uh, we're able to uh, to have everybody here to to continue our tradition. If, if even though it feels like we just did this because we just did this like th- uh, six, six months ago. Yeah, it didn't help that they got they pushed and pushed and pushed the uh, Tokyo Olympics. But uh, yeah, it's nice. It's it's uh, it's good to be back on. And uh, thanks for guys for having me. Now, Chris, just out of curiosity, or sorry, not Chris, Dan. Dan just out of curiosity. Uh, I know you were planning on going to the Tokyo Olympics, didn't end up working out. How come you guys didn't consider going to the 2022 Beijing Olympics? I don't. Are they actually even having guests? No, I, I don't I think. Didn't... I don't think they have uh, guests there. Oh yeah, well, they, they, I think they just announced that like recently, right? Like past like month or so. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they did. I was just, I was just curious. I thought I saw that recently. To your point, Steve. Yeah. And, um, we were more interested in going to Japan uh, to visit her, uh, my wife's family because uh, she she her mom grew up there. Um, I think that it was also it happened to be nice that it was also uh, Japan. You know, Olympics was that happened at the same time. So uh, I don't think it was more like it was less about the Olympics, more about the country um yeah i see what you're saying yeah i didn't i didn't think about you know trying to try and go for china point well well i will say that though we almost had a representative at the 2020 uh tokyo olympics uh the who would win cast is not sending any delegates to the 2022 uh beijing olympics this year no neither is um isn't like nbc not even sending anyone really some news network i think said they weren't going to send people and maybe it wasn't nbc but somebody oh wow i mean that's just like so big for them i just don't i don't i don't see how they couldn't send uh anybody they'll just put it in a big digital room and they'll they'll like have a fake window that looks like they're there (laughs) and they'll talk about it that's you know how they do it and they're gonna they're gonna like spoil all the like big events in prime time even if you didn't get to watch them yeah i also love uh the fact that they have fake fireplaces always in the winter olympics yeah that will be there for sure 
Yep. Even though they're in a nice sound studio. Uh, <laughs> Makes it feel like a yeah. ski lodge, you know? Makes you nice and warm and cozy. You just want to cuddle up on the couch with a blanket, a cup of cocoa, and watch them ice skating. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, old Colbert? Colbert was on uh, when they did it in Colorado. Vancouver. Oh, was it Vancouver? That would have been Colorado. Yeah, it was Vancouver 2010. He's one of my favorite things that he's ever done. Yeah, he, he backed, he backed the, the what was it, the U.S. <laughs> speed skating team, I think? Well, he no, I was talking about, he was talking about Al Michaels, and he literally, like, jumped into the fireplace to oh. see how real it was. Oh, that I didn't know that. I thought you were talking about when Colbert, he uh, he sponsored the, 20, the 2010 U.S. speed skating team because they were having some kind of problems with sponsorships. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't know he jumped in a fire. Oh, all right. Well, we'll have to find that. And yeah, 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 yeah. We'll 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 see if we can find that. If we can, we'll make sure we have that in the show notes. That way, people can uh, can watch that kind of video. That's funny. That's great. That's great. So, um, before we get into today's episode, we have some poll results that we're looking at from our previous episode a couple weeks back. Uh, Chris and I we sat down and we talked about two characters from the recent uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, as of right now, we had Dr. Octopus uh, going up against Green Goblin. And uh, the poll results for this one are are, are staggering. We got 87.5% for the Green Goblin and 12.5% for Doc Ock. So, Chris, you are currently leading the very, very solid lead in that episode. He's got those bombs, man. Yeah, that's 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 what some people are saying. It's just some of the feedback we got some uh, from some of the listeners. Someone said Norman would just stay out of range from Otto and pepper him with bombs until he is overwhelmed, and then he would come in for the kill uh, with his favorite trick, the old glider slice, which that is definitely uh, his favorite trick. Sometimes it, it works against him, though. Just one. Uh, time. Someone wrote, "Yeah, yeah, just one time." <laughs> Someone wrote in also saying there's a comic run called Superior Spider-Man where Otto Octavius and Peter Parker switch bodies. Even with all the Spider-Man's powers and his own intelligence, he couldn't beat Green Goblin and had uh, Peter uh, and gave uh, and had to give Peter his body back. If he couldn't beat Gobby with that much of an advantage, there's no way he could beat Gobby in his own body. That's a really interesting point in that comic run where he was Spider-Man. Great background info. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, someone someone wrote in saying, I think Green Goblin because Willem Dafoe is a superior actor. I mean, <laughs> I think he's great, too. I don't, I don't know if that translates to fighting, but he's definitely a great actor. Uh, someone else, go, they're going with the performance. They said Green Goblin would win just because of his performance in Spider-Man No Way Home and his um, psychosodonosis. I don't know. I've never heard that word before. Uh, interesting. Ooh, someone... Oh, I want to come back to this toward the end. Um, someone said the Goblin Glider cannot be stopped unless Green Goblin drives it into himself, which only happened to Harry, so Goblin would win. Someone else said, I mean, like, everything is real is a real word in, like, Iceland, quoting Chris. Apparently you said that, Chris. <laughs> I did say that. Yeah, you did say Remember that. Remember when they had me say a made-up word last time? Going off of that, Chris, we got another one. What? What is going on? Yep, we got another one. Someone wrote in saying, Chris, can you say the following word? Chris, I'm going to paste this in our Discord, and you can, if you'd like to, because we are now opening this can of words like we said, see if you can pronounce this word. Oh, this one looks like a good one. 
just uh, giving it a once over. Also, I just put a fruit snack in my mouth, so I got to chew that. <laughs> okay, this word um, is hippopatmostrosquidaliophobia. That that sounds right to me. Thank you. I think I got that. I'm... Do you know um, what the meaning of that word is? I had to look it up. Uh, it is the fear of m- hippos and most squids. <laughs> Not all and of them. Daffodils. Not all of them, just most of them. It is uh it is the fear of long words. Oh, well, I don't have that anymore. I got over my fear. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much nailed that. At least that's it's better than I would say it. Oh, absolutely. I thought I thought you killed that. Jim, um, I don't know why people are asking me to say words. I think it must I think it's like someone messing with me, but I'm just gonna walk right into it every time. Yeah, just go with it. Just make sure they don't do like, you know, you have to say like, I, uh, you know, the, the say I spell cup, I cup, you know, in pretty colors, then you're going to walk right into it. That was one of my fears that they're going to combine a bunch and make me say yep. something embarrassing. Yep. Yep. I know that one like sofa king. Yep. They'll get you. Be careful. Um, all right. Last thing I want to add. Someone wrote in. I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, we're kind of turning the podcast a little bit here to Hey Riddle Riddle. Somebody wrote in a riddle. This would be interesting to kind of do a live and see if we can figure out. Someone wrote in saying, I have four sheep. One died. How many do I have left? Well, you clearly still have um, four sheep. Uh, dying them won't won't get rid of them. It just changes their color. Yeah, how do you spell dying? Uh, so, the, so they said died, D-I-E-D. Like, I, I take that as, in, you know, passed away. But then it's not a riddle. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm, I'm reading into this, and I, I'm trying to see if I'm like missing anything. You are. I just pasted it in the Discord exactly what that person wrote in. I have it's... four sheep. One died. How many do I have left? I mean, they could still have four sheep. One's just dead, and three are alive. Yeah, one one could have died in the past, and then they're saying that he has four sheep. No, you guys, you're overthinking it. It works better as as a verbal riddle. <laughs> he had to write it out, and he didn't want to make it give it away. He or she, whoever wrote this great riddle, let us know the answer. I hope you're still listening. Yeah, I hope so too. Apparently, we I'm, all I'm, have a different answer. <laughs> it all depends on how you interpret it, I suppose. Uh, thank you so much to uh, everybody who took the time to to vote in that poll. Also, give us your feedback and have Chris say long words. And uh, maybe riddles going forward will be a thing now. All right, before we get into today's episode, I love Chris riddles, or Dan, by the way. Sorry, I just had to I say know, you, not, you plugged one fine. of my I favorite you, podcasts, Hey Riddle Riddle, too. Yeah, you're a big fan of that podcast. Big fan. Yeah, it's a good one. They ran out of riddles, um, before, though. So if you like riddles, only listen to the first, like, 100. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's still great. It's still really funny. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, maybe we'll get some ideas from our listeners, and we can we can send it over to Hey Riddle Riddle, perhaps. This one might this one that we just had might, might stump some people. You know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how they would tackle it. They're not great at riddles, so they probably wouldn't know the answer either. <laughs> All right, before we get started, Chris or Dan, do you have anything you want to add? No, I'm ready to go. Ready to get started? All right, let's do it. Ready? All right, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at whowincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, www.whowincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about our show, and we'll give you a shout-out read on our show. Chris, we already talked about it, but what are we talking about today? More Pokemon at the Olympics. 
That's right. Continuing our great tradition uh, that we we started back in 2016. Uh, Chris's idea going off of the, the craze of Pokemon Go. And every time we do this episode, I always have to ask Dan this question. Dan, are you still playing Pokemon Go? No, I, I stopped once the pandemic hit. Um, I was up, I was playing, you know, all up to it. And then once it hit, it, it made it hard for me to go hit new things and explore new areas since I couldn't really leave the house. Um, Man, pandemic really ruined it, everything. It was... If if it didn't hit, I'd probably still be playing. Now, having a dog now, I mean, I know you guys are going on longer walks in the morning and in the afternoon and at night. Are you not playing or even, like, itching to, to pull it out and see what you can find? If I think if my dog was better behaved on walks, I'd totally down for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's a struggle to make sure he, he uh, I don't, you know, go flying. So uh, maybe when he's a little older, I'll, I'll have a little, a little more time to do that. I'm rooting for you, Dan. I'm rooting for you. Thanks. Thanks. I, I, I texted both of you guys. I'm not sure if any of our listeners heard this, but there was a story in the news this past week, uh, and it actually was a story from 2017, but it recently broke just because of the the court filings. Uh, there were two uh, LAPD officers who were asked to report to a robbery at a local Macy's, and they chose to not and instead go play Pokemon Go. And uh, they they were they were caught because of the internal uh, dash cam footage or and the audio from the, the the car and they were fired and they're currently suing saying that they were wrongfully terminated. I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on that. I know probably think they they are absolutely in their right that they should get reinstated. I mean, I think you're missing out some key info there. Um, they oh, were please. going after a wild uh, Snorlax. Um, and for anyone that actually plays Pokemon Go, uh, other than a, a one-off event, uh, a wild Snorlax is uh, is rather hard to get. So I think it's... I, it, I, I don't blame them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, at that point, the yeah, mall was I, already I, robbed. Like, might as well get the Snorlax <laughs> first. Exactly. Uh, Snorlax, it, it, at that point, 2017... Just came out very rare. It was to be like two or three years to get a Snorlax and how to get through egg. <laughs> I do like your argument that at that point the mall was already robbed, so they might as well just cut their losses and be like, "Well, it doesn't matter anyway." If they let that Snorlax go, it would be two robberies in that day. <laughs> I really wish that's the route that they went because their their argument was that they weren't playing Pokemon Go; they were just talking about playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> Wait, but so that's okay to ignore a, a robbery call be, to talk about Pokemon Go? Is their defense apparently? Appar- well, they also were claiming that they were at a park that had a lot of loud music and they couldn't hear the call that they needed backup. Okay, so there's there's a lot of moving pieces to this story. Yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Like so so every day uh in my classroom I write uh, a very brief news story on the board and I usually try not to do these types of news stories, but this one just made me laugh so much and I thought my students would actually like be interested in something that happened. So I told them about this and and my one student was like, "No, it's a Snorlax." Like she went the same way that Dan did. She's like they they were absolutely right that they should have done what they did and not go to the go to the the call yeah i i just i i keep reiterating it was impossible to go snorlax in the first <laughs> of the years <laughs> yeah this is a pretty this morally gray area so let's you know let's try not to judge you know 
<laughs> they did release they did release some of the uh, the quotes from the police call and um uh at, at one point when they got the call for the robbery apparently in the in the car the one guy was like ah forget it ignore it and then um apparently after they had caught a pokemon they don't know what pokemon was caught but after they caught one pokemon uh one of the cops screamed got him so their defense that they didn't hear the call and weren't actually playing pokemon is a little suspect based on that recording. Very, very <laughs> suspect. So huh. they are appealing that ruling. So we're going to have to keep up to date with what's going on with that. Maybe by the time the 2024 Paris Olympics are going on, we'll know what happened to those two gentlemen. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not going to make any more police jokes. So I think we should move on. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, so for our Winter Olympics this year, uh, we're doing two episodes, two part episodes, and uh, the first episode uh, we're going to be doing three events that will be at the 2022 Winter Olympics. We have Monobob, which is a new event, and we'll get into the history of that as uh, in addition to the other ones as well. We're also going to be talking about big air skiing and also cross country skiing as well. Now, in the past, we usually have a certain range of Pokemon uh, that we say that we're going to choose from. We usually pick a certain gen. Three three uh, gens but, or so. Yeah, exactly. And for this one, we decided we're just going to go go all out, uh, just because the Winter Olympics is pretty tough, because it's very uh, particular to the events. There's not you know a, a very wide range of, of Pokemon that can kind of fit ice water type events. Uh, you know, like the Summer Olympics, you can do so many different types of things with different Pokemon. So that's why with this Pokemon Olympics for 2022 Beijing, we are choosing Pokemon from, I think, what are they at? Seven, eight now? One to eight? One to seven, I think? I don't know. A new Pokemon game comes out in like a week or something. Oh, is that is that the, the open world one? It is. Ooh, all right. I'll have to see how the reviews for that go. My, my so predictions are not good. Really? Yeah. That's a shame. Uh, yeah. So are, we're, we're pre-recording this a little bit. When's that coming out, Chris? Um, I will tell you shortly. My computer's going quite slow. Uh, January 28th. Oh, oh okay. yeah. That, so that's, that's like a week from exactly... this recording. Yeah. Um, there is some footage out. The, the graphics don't look great. Um. I mean, it's 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 open world Pokemon. It's going to sell, but it's going to get a lot of bad reviews for just being a lazily made game because uh, the developer, Game Freak, just isn't very good at making games. I could talk for and we could so, talk all day so about says, this. It says this is part of the eighth generation of Pokemon video okay, games. Good to know. So there you go. We got we got eighth generation. Yeah. So, and yeah. So we can pick we pick, we can make any Pokemon for these Olympics. Any Pokemon from our Olympics? Correct. Yes. I did. Yes. I did so, try to pick some newer ones. Yeah, so did I. Uh, I'm definitely going to go into some that I think are pretty stupid because uh, the listeners will know that I'm, a, I'm a, as they call a gen uh, a gen oneer. Uh, I don't like the um, the ice cream cone Pokemon. <laughs> oh, you or, hate that guy. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or any of those Pokemon. So, anywho, so so let's start off uh, with uh, with Monobob, this new event that we have. Dan, I know you did some research into the background of of, of the events. Would you want to give a, a brief uh, background about Monobob? 
Sure, I'll I'll try my best. And wherever you guys, uh, let me miss anything. Let me know. So basically, Mono Bob is um, it takes out the um, engineering aspect of bobsledding. Um, where regular bobsledding, which is two or four individuals, um, they have like uh, teams of engineers that basically try to make it as aerodynamic as possible. And it's like a you take a leg up from one country to the next, or one individual from the next. What Mono Bob does basically every ski, every bobsled um, has the same exact uh, dimension, same exact de- de- design. So basically, it's all about um, your your start and your lines within the actual run of the bobsled. Um, so it's a uh, twelve hundred to thirteen hundred meter track uh, with the first thirty meters is basically you're you're pushing it and then you jump in, you drive, you ride the rest. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been basically like bobsledding, but you have just one person that does all the steering. They use D-rings. Um, basically, D-rings are your, your control your rudders up front, and uh, that determines how fast or slow you go. Um, and then it's just aerodynamics from there. So the lower you go, uh, lower you have from a speed standpoint, but you're going, you're going a little less distance. And the higher you go, the uh, faster you're going, but you're now traveling a longer distance up, up those ramps. So... Um, beyond that, everything else is um, probably what everyone's pretty much familiar with when it comes to bobsledding. Whatever company uh, has the monopoly on producing these monobobs, they're they're going to be making a ton of money because, like you said, they're all just the same. It was on the Wikipedia for it. I forget what it was though. Yeah, I forget as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's. Um, I don't know how you can have another company then come in and say, "Hey, I want to do another." Bobsled. I guess maybe they like contract them out for years. It's uh, it's weird how you can. Yeah, that is weird. There's some competition in there. I foresee a sequel to Cool Runnings probably coming up with this new uh, with new new sport. <laughs> I plan on referencing Cool Runnings throughout this entire argument. By the way. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Go for it. So we <laughs> so we should add that in the 2022 Winter Olympics, monobob is going to be a women's only event. Yeah, they added it to have the same number of women's bobsledding events as men's because I think the men have like more categories. Yeah, I think the men. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the men has the uh, the four yes bobsled, and I don't think the women. I think do. that's what it was too. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that's right though. I believe you're right. So, all right, so so let's get into it. So we got mono bob here, uh, women's only event, uh, individual bobsled essentially. Um, let's look at, let's look at the Pokemon that we chose. I, I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll go first with the, the Pokemon that I chose. So I'm taking a Pokemon from generation four named Frostless and uh, Frostless is an ice ghost Pokemon. And man, I don't know how to describe this Pokemon. It kind of looks, man. I, I mean, it kind of looks, uh, like spectery, um, with, uh, like ice crystals coming out of its head as if they're kind of like smaller horns, um, it kind of looks like they're wearing it or wearing. It looks like they kind of have like a white skull over top of like a purple head. Um, and I, I chose Frostless a couple reasons. A, it's uh, it's an ice type Pokemon. Uh, B, I chose it because it is a light Pokemon. It's only 58.6 pounds. Uh, it also has a height of four feet, three inches. So it will be able to, you know, overlook uh, the, the bobsleds. So that way it kind of has an idea of what's going on on the track. It's not like it's only like a foot or something and it can't see. Uh, and then see another reason why I chose it is it is actually a Pokemon that only is a female. There are no male 
Frostlesses. So this this right here is right up uh, Frostless's uh, alley or uh, you know uh, course, if you will, for for going down uh, the monobob. That oh, that's compelling, Steve. That's compelling. Um, does does Frostless have legs? So it it looks as though Frostless just kind of glides. All right. I mean, so how are you going to get? You got to get some friction to to start that bobsled off. You know, it's going to be a tough push. That is true. Um, I think I think it'll be able to to get a good uh, movement forward, uh, holding on to the, the you know the side of it and get enough momentum to to get the the monobob going. I, I, I do I do see where you're what you're saying there, but um, I think I think it'll be it'll be all right moving forward. I, I you know I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> I will add that it does have uh, oh man it does have. Um, uh, a TM that is able to learn called Icy Wind. So I think going off the start, I'm probably going to use that to uh, to help get the bobsled going as well. And if things aren't going so well on the course, might use that as a little advantage uh, going forward too. Because not to get ahead of myself, but both of your Pokemon, I'm not sure if Swampert can learn uh, Icy Wind because he's only a water po and a ground Pokemon. We'll get into yours, Chris, because I'm curious <laughs> how you're going to go with yours. <laughs> but... um. But that's 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 what I'm looking at right now with with uh, Frostless. I think I think it's a good weight. Uh, it's a good height. Uh, it's it's only a female, uh, which is exactly this category that it's in. I know both of your Pokemon can come in female form, so I understand that. Um, but I think I think right there, I think that'll uh, move along the the Monobob pretty well. Your Pokemon also a little bit scary in some of its descriptions. Um, one of them says it's said that on nights of terrible blizzards. It comes down to human settlements. If you hear it knocking at your door, do not open it. It also <laughs> says, <laughs> uh, "I'll find it in a second. You can say something else." Okay, I'm gonna um, rebuttal a little bit here. Um, so I totally agree with Chris that uh, friction is is an essential part of this, and uh, you know, starting off fast is what makes this um, and makes or breaks the the win here. But also, um, Steve, I'm not sure how far you got with um, physics in your high school and college uh, learnings, but um, acceleration, one of the key components of it is mass. Uh, and the higher the mass, the higher acceleration. Uh, and with a low mass, uh, it makes it really hard for you to uh, really get get moving uh, on, on that. So um, I would say that, that small of a weight, and then Chris will be the same same argument when you bring up yours. Uh, will make it really hard for you to to really pick up speed and keep think keep, keep, keep moving. Uh, I, I will say, uh, in high school, I did take honors physics. However, they never went into the physics of a Pokemon moving a bobsled during the Winter Olympics. So I, I can't I can't comment on that. And in college, I did take one physics course. It was a Gen Ed, and I took it just so that way I could graduate. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, so uh, I, I do uh, understand uh, what you're talking about. Uh, I can't, uh, I don't think I, if I had to re-explain what you just said, I don't think I could do it as eloquently as you just did, uh, Daniel. But I will say, yes, that is that, that is a problem with a, with a low with a low mass. It's going to have a hard time accelerating. But that's why I will uh, rely on Icy Wind to uh, to give me some kind of a jump start to get Get the the monobob moving down the course. So I, I was also going to say I believe you can add weight to your sled just up to a maximum amount. 
So the lighter Pokemon could just have heavier sleds as if the if they want. Is, okay, I wasn't sure how that worked because I thought that was the uh, what Cool Runnings was. You couldn't add. Uh, couldn't add you, weight you are correct, but this one this one might be special because there's a okay. there's a minute. Monobob may allow it. I'll tell you the official uh, Monobob uh, rules this Olympics. So the sled has to be a minimum of. 357 pounds without the athlete, but including timing equipment and any ballast weights, which is what makes me think you can add weights, and a maximum of 545 pounds, including the athlete, implying a maximum athlete weight of 187 pounds. There you go. There you go. I fall in. I, I fall under that category. <laughs> I think we all might. All right. So that's Frostless. Any, any, who, uh, who wants to go up next? Chris, Dan? I'll go. I'll go. This was my right. I had so much trouble picking a Pokemon for this one. So I just picked Ditto. And here's my thinking. <laughs> right? So Ditto's gonna watch all the other Pokemon go. And whatever Pokemon has a really good starting technique, he turns into that Pokemon and just copies it. And then <laughs> for while he's in the sled, right? Imagine how what it, an advantage it'll be if you could like change your shape to perfectly like move to the sides of the sled to help you steer. So like instead of just having to like lean to steer, he can literally just like shape shift his body like all of his weight to the sides. So it'll be like perfect steering. And then uh and that, hopefully that that's all he needs to do. Is is Ditto? I thought Ditto could only change into like other Pokémon and inanimate objects. Is it able to like change its form so, uh, to I mean, he could ch- Okay, Go so ahead. <laughs> yeah, I did see that too. <clears throat> a couple things I saw, he could like, he could turn into things he's looking at, or he can turn in. So I was thinking with turning into inanimate objects, he could just turn into an inanimate objects that, like, I, I took that to mean like anything. But if you take it to mean like a table, that would be kind of inconvenient to be a table inside of a bobsled. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just, I feel like if you can turn into any Pokemon and any inanimate object, you can also just turn into like a long skinny ditto on the left side of your bobsled, you know, when you need to turn left. He's okay, basically so a blob conform, anyway. Like, yes, yeah, I'm going to be shifting so my like weight slime, around, yeah. even though it's not very much weight, you know, working with what I got. Now, is ditto going for the gold, or is ditto just trying to screw up another Pokemon's gold? Because it seems if ditto is completely copying everything that the best Pokemon does, we're going to have a tie for gold. No, no, he's copying, he's copying the best start, and then he's using his shape-shifting abilities to steer better than them. Gotcha. Okay. It's like Ditto is always a nuclear option. It's like <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> it is kind of uh that yeah, that's kind of what I went with. Couldn't find anyone else and like I'll just be a Pokemon Pokemon that can turn into other Pokemon. I will say that if listeners go back to our twenty sixteen uh Pokemon Summer Olympics episode, Chris used Ditto for gymnastics. Oh, man. So I'm kinda curious if we could go back and see what your argument was for that. Uh sorry, I didn't mean to repick. Oh no no no! You're fine. I'm just I'm just I'm just. It just made me laugh. It just made me chuckle a little bit. Curious to see if if you did the same thing for gymnastics. <laughs> if you were, if you're thinking, let's let's just see what the best gymnastics. I does. probably did. Ah, lazy. I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> I I repicked too, so it's fine. No um, no yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like we have like a thousand Pokemon to choose from <laughs> or something. Uh, Ditto, Ditto is a Gen One. He's an he's an OG Pokemon. He was the one you'd like put true. in the uh, the daycare so, to breed with any Pokemon you wanted. Oh yeah, if you had a Ditto, he was never in your party. Yeah, he he was, was always at the daycare. He was getting busy at the daycare. Yeah, it's a weird daycare. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
right, Chris, uh, Dan, do you want to take uh, yours unless you have anything else to, to poke at Chris? No, I, I just, again, I just think it's a little bit of a nuclear option. Uh, I understand your point. I don't know. I think it, it, it changes its DNA. So, like, there's, like, this, this the question of, like, um, is it actually going to be that weight? But I guess it actually does transform to that weight. I, I, that's, um, I agree. It's kind of ambiguous. I don't know how he could change his weight. Yeah. Because he should have yeah, the same, so he should it, have the same mass, like to not like violate like laws of physics. But I don't know. It seems like he also should be able to, though, because otherwise, like, it doesn't. I don't know. It's it's pretty. I mean, you know, Ditto's kind of special. Yeah, yeah. A lot of questions there. Um, well, real quick, I just want to make sure that everybody remembers that weight is uh, F equals M times nine point eight. Uh, M divided by S squared because you know we all know that, and you know I learned that what when I was what are you telling us, Steve? So I'm just I'm just I'm just telling you the the, the formula for weight because you know force? I know I know I know physics. Force equals mass times velocity. I don't know. I just googled it and it came up. I just read it. Mass times acceleration. F equals M M M. Force equals M A. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Steve was saying yeah. something else. Okay. Let's just. Uh, yeah, I I Google I Googled the formula for calculating weight and it told me it's F equals M times nine point eight M divided by S squared. Yeah, so that's uh gravity times this the Yeah, times gravity. And how um, often do you use this in your daily life? I'm like shocked that you I know all used, I haven't used physics in like nine years. This is this is like very impressive. I'm 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 very impressed right now. I, I I think so, but I think I think nine point eight uh, meters per second squared is is just the force of gravity. You're correct. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, Swampert is my <laughs> choice for for, for Monobob. <laughs> and uh, so anyone doesn't know what Swampert is, it's a amphibious quadruped, uh, and it looks like a mudskipper and an ocelot kind of combined. Nice. Um, but basically it's a long bluish white body with a lighter blue underbelly. Uh, and it has four appendages. Uh, it kind of walks on all four. Um, and has a large shape, fin, shaped fins above his eyes and a huge axe like fin growing out of its, um, uh, behind. Kind of like a, like a tail. So, um, what I'm planning on doing for Swamper is basically what I was kind of going for, right? It's a, it's a heavier um, Pokemon. It falls within that that range of where it's legal, um, and it's a it's a fast Pokemon. It has legs, so uh, it's going to be able to use the legs to be able to create friction on the ice and be able to effectively push the Monobob sled um and you know get it moving and then it also has you know uh hands that actually can be able to use the d-rings to con- con- control the bobsled so um that's that's my thoughts that's a great pick actually this uh seems like a good pick i gotta i gotta be honest uh i i think i think it's a good pick too uh i do agree with that i'm curious the uh the, the fins on top of his uh, his head are those aerodynamic do you think that's going to slow down uh the the monobob at all or is he going to be below the like the hood of it because what is he he's four foot eleven so he's basically five foot tall oh no no wait hold on sorry oh yeah, yeah you're, five you're foot right, tall. You're right. I'm, I'm looking at yeah i was looking at mega swampert basically five foot tall um yeah that's a good point um 
Though I was mentioning uh, a lot of physics there, aerodynamics is not something that I have in my back pocket casually. Um, Are you kidding me? Come on, Dan. (laughs) They look like pretty good fins. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, I think it it could create some drag, um, but I wonder if he can be able to, like, tuck it under um, some some kind of, like, cap (laughs) or uh, some kind of of pants, um, keeping the tail. but I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, it must like fold up. Otherwise, like he couldn't sit down. It looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How does he like sleep on a pillow? Because he's got those horns coming out or the spikes coming out of the side. You know, I guess he just or maybe he like lays more down like a like a dog or something. Yeah, but then like you can't show his belly, right? And can't. Yeah. Can't, yeah. Exactly. Can't get the belly uh, yeah, I mean. I guess the only thing, I mean, he's a water Pokemon, um, which is, which is, you know, which is better for, for being like an ice uh, type area. Um, but he's, but he's also ground too. Do you think he would have a, a tough time uh, adapting to the cold? Yeah. And that was something I was thinking about. Um, I know it's, it's confusing because Pokemon like in the show, um, you'll have like an electric Pokemon playing in the snow, like, like Pikachu plays in the snow, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so like, I'm thinking like it's it might not it might be great against an ice type um, in a fight, but in in the environment, uh, I think he'd be fine. Yeah, he's gonna be fine. That's a great pick, Steve. We can. Uh, oh, it's a great pick. I got nothing. I know it's gonna be tough. I'm curious to see uh, what the listeners will think about that. But you are, yeah, I do agree with you. That is that is a, a solid pick, and you were able to get right underneath the uh, the weight limit it's there. Perfect, yeah. You had a little bit, you had a little bit to spare, but because at first I thought, oh man, coming in at two uh, two twenty five, you know, that's or no one eighty. Sorry, I was reading the Mega Swampert again. One eighty. That's uh, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was. I that was one of the main things. I was like, okay, what is max height? What is max weight? Um and uh, just basically found someone that was either ice or water. Crazy. Yeah, I got it. I you yeah. also reminded me. I never told any everyone what Ditto looked like because I just assumed if you're listening to a podcast about Pokemon, you probably know what Ditto looks like. But he's a pink blob, and he the only thing he can do is turn into other Pokemon or inanimate objects or inanimate objects. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's it. Just like a pink blob. So, all right, well, there we go for the first event, Monobob with uh, Frostless going up against Ditto, going up against Swampert. All right, moving on to the second event that we're going to be talking about today for the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. We have Big Air Skiing, which is a brand new event for the 2022 uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, Dan, you want to share a little bit more about what you uh, found out about that? Sure. Yeah, and, and I don't mind if you guys talk about this as well. I know Chris, you did some some uh, analysis as well. So I, when I thought big air skiing, I actually thought the long jump, like the where where um, uh, Eddie Eagle the movie, I think Eddie the Eagle, um, like that, like really long um, ski jump. But this is more like a, a mixture between um, it kind of very much like a X Games kind of event. Yes, for sure. So. You, you, you basically, you're going down similar kind of path, not as not as steep as the the long jump would be, um, but you go down a, a nice deep decline, and then it basically doing like a competitive uh, trick set instead of doing just like a, whoever has the longest distance or distance, yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a tabletop um, type of um, jump, and they basically rank you on. Uh, deal, uh, D E A L, uh, the D being difficulty. 
E being execution, and that's basically like, are you maintaining control? Um, amplitude, and that's like uh, how big, but also like how far down the uh, the back end side of it is. Like, are you finding into the sweet spot? Are you getting it too high or too low? Um, if you're falling in that the nice sweet spot, that you'll rank you better. And then there's also a landing aspect. It's a little different than the first, the last one we just talked about. But this is more like. Are you landing with control? Are you finishing your, your trick as you're going into the landing? Um, and it's very much like a, like a subjective type of ranking, but it's kind of very much like an X Games kind of feel. Hopefully that explain. And then Chris, I know you did some more test things as well. I'm not sure if you want to talk to that as well. No, you said every you didn't say anything. I didn't I didn't read. Um, it yeah, it definitely like comes from X Games, and uh, it looks cool. Like it's like you just go off a giant ramp and do a really cool trick. And uh, you guys might be surprised yeah. to know, this has kind of been in Pokemon, like in in, a, in an episode. So, oh, yeah, really? I sent you guys two links to um, uh, to Pokemon episodes, and there's one called "Getting a Jump on the Competition," where they go to the Pokemon Sled Jump games <laughs> on uh, Ula Ula Island on Mount Lanakilla. And uh, you basically go down uh, on a sled with your Pokemon and then do a trick off a jump, off a ramp. And that's it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I had no idea this existed. Do you know what season this is from or I guess what generation this would be? Um, uh, season. It's got to be 21. relatively oh, man. A new like because there's like there's like new Pokemon in it. Like there's like there's like right. Gen 7 yeah, Pokemon in it. Oh, wow. This is this is wild. Yeah, so so that you can, I, you can watch the episode I sent it to you guys. Also, uh, there's a whole website where you can just watch like every Pokemon episode ever. Yeah, they were they all. I mean, I found them from this. Oh, there's one other wow, one. I not. So, oh, I didn't even say there's one for bobsled too. There's an episode called Naval Maneuvers where they literally make a bobsled out of ice and then race down a hill. Well, I, I didn't know that one. I, I saw the link for the last episode, and I watched like the first seven minutes before we got on this call. I see why you chose it, what you chose, um, but I didn't. I didn't see the bobsled one. Yeah, that's the one called Naval Maneuver, season two, episode thirty-eight, and that one's a little more silly because, <laughs> um, like, it's part of like some cha- some other trainer like challenges Ash to like do it against him and. The first thing is you have to build your bobsled out of a chunk of ice, and like the other guy has like great Pokemon. He has like a like a Machoke, a Scyther, and a like Nidoqueen doing it, and they're like carving it out and punching it and stuff. And Ash picks like Pikachu and Bulbasaur, who are like doing nothing, and then Charizard. But I don't know if you guys remember at this point in the series, Ash's Charizard didn't listen to him, so Charizard just laid down and didn't help. But then eventually, um. Annoy, he annoyed Charizard enough that he breathed fire on the bobsled and melted out the middle to make a bobsled. Wow. I don't remember that part. Of, I, I guess it's been a while since I've seen that episodes or those episodes, but um, I don't remember Charmander being. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his When his Charmeleon evolved, he did not listen to him. Just didn't respect him. I feel like he, that his uh, his Charmander uh, also was. I mean, obviously he evolves into Charizard, but his Charmander uh, had a rough life too. Because remember when Ash finds him and he's like left alone outside, like with a leaf over his tail to keep him going. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> no? no, 
Oh man. So, so I, I think, I think he just always had a rough, a rough life. You know, he was just a troubled kid to start and, and then, you know, ashes was what he needed in his life to, to bring him full circle. When, um, when they were actually like racing in the bobsled, he was using his Bulbasaur to like whip the sides to turn. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty, pretty clever. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll pick Bulbasaur. But this does, it also like worked horribly. Like he, his bobsled went into like a full spin, like out of control. So, you know, maybe not the best strategy. This other guy was great. He actually would have like kicked his butt, but uh, Team Rocket messed with them. It's a whole thing. You can watch the episode. Well, we'll make sure I'll uh, include these in the show notes. That way, uh, any listeners want to check them out. That way, you can you can see them. Yeah, who would have thought these uh, these events were in Pokemon episodes? It's crazy. It's 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 insane. I love it. All right, so big air skiing. Um, anyone? want to take this one first i can go again if you want doesn't matter to me i can go i can go first this time so i All right, i chose sure. the alolan nine tails so i i don't know if you guys played enough pokemon games to know eventually they they have region specific alternate forms of pokemon so alola is alola alolan nine tails is an example of this so you might remember the the pokemon vulpix and nine tails like a fire type fox that evolves into like a very yeah. like majestic looking like big fox with a lot of tails it's like based on some like Japanese like um like mythology type animal. Um pretty cool looking, right? So there's an ice version and that's the Alolan version. So similar looking fox with like a big f- like a big fluffy tail, but it's it's white and uh icy because it's an ice one. So um that episode I referenced um about the sledding, right? So it's this it's this competition Pokémon sled jump games, blah blah blah. So like, <laughs> like Ash takes his Pikachu to do a trick from the sled. Actually, I, I'll tell you what he does because it's so ridiculous. He has the he has Pikachu use like Thunder Punch or Thunder Shock or something, and it just like makes their sled like go backwards and like they do it. It works so poorly. Like I don't know how Ash is like the worst Pokemon trainer. He's such a weird main character. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the eventual winner is the Pokemon I picked for the next event. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil my, my crab, my ice crab yet. But, um, so, so there's the competitors, they all go, blah, blah, blah. They do their tricks. Then there's like this girl who kind of like works. I don't know. I couldn't follow the whole episode. I, I skimmed it. It seemed like she like worked there and she has an Alolan nine tails. So after they did their official competition jumps, she did one as kind of like a demonstration. And she did like this beautiful, uh, she had it use this a move called, I think, Aurora Veil, which made it like basically like this rainbow shining light all around it, and it just it just looked like majestically gliding through the air. So that's why I picked uh, this Alolan Ninetales to to do something similar, and it has sledding experience. I know I know you can teach it to go off a ski jump. So so I'm just going for a very like um, majestic, like regal, pretty pretty jump that'll that'll really awe the judges. So you're pretty much just going for like a simple style. You're not doing any major tricks. It's just I'm pretty. Look at me. Um. Yes. Sure. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, it's 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 not just pretty. It's it's going to be stunning. Ah. Uh, okay. Oh. 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 Well. I mean, you just just should have said that first. <laughs> look, all right. Uh, uh, the Aurora Veil. It's going to be. It's going to look so cool. Are you doing any tricks? Or are you just gonna kind of like just go up and go down? Uh, I think it's gonna do like I'm trying to find some some move. It's gonna do. It's gonna do something. 
But it's more about um, just the just the majestic beauty of it. So, Chris, let me ask you a question. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. In that episode, the Pokemon goes off the jump with their trainer, correct? Yes. How do you think uh, the Alolan Ninetales is going to do by itself with no trainer? The same. Why would it matter? These are these are well, professionals. I just think with the with the trainer the trainer there the trainer is you know giving. Uh, input to to the to the nine tails and isn't isn't there like some kind of like uh like steering mechanism will the nine tails be able to to steer yeah sure why not it's, i mean you just have to go straight right i i, I don't know if it's that easy but I, I guess i trust you and and are they putting in all four paws into the ski or how, how's that work or, or are they, they just doing a are they doing a sled chris well it, whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter it's not that important as long as they get down the mountain, right? I think I think both could work. It could do it could do a it could do a sled. It could do skis. It could do two skis, two legs on each. Four skis, one on each leg. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so they're just they're they're jumping off. Beauty in the air. The aurora veil, remember, is important. Landing landing gracefully. Yep, it's it's a very graceful Pokemon. I, I do just want to take a second. This has nothing to do with me going against Chris's argument, so please, listeners, don't take this into consideration when voting. When I talk about Pokemon uh, creators losing their creativity, this is what I'm talking about here. You're just taking another Pokemon that you already have, you're putting a different region's name in front of it, changing its color, and then, boom, you can sell more things. Yeah, I'm actually totally okay with it because it like fits the lore and it looks cool. I think they've. I think they've done worse. The executor one is like, is amazing. The what? In the executor, the low executor. Oh, I gotta look up what that one looks like. It has a giant ass, oh, giant neck. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Oh god, it's like it's like a it's like an executor giraffe. Yes, yeah, it is basically a giraffe, and it's like it makes it makes my day every time. When I used to play Pokemon Go, Alolan was on is in the game, and you basically would like try to catch the Alolan uh, Zekutor, and you wouldn't see the whole whole thing on the screen. It just would like the head was just popping off the top. I guess. I mean, all right. I'm like I might backpedal a little bit here. Like I get it. I get it. It's like a different region's area, whatever. So that way, it's like the same, but it's different enough. But I don't know. Maybe just be a little more creative i guess sorry i'm gonna get off my soapbox about my problems with the unoriginality in pokemon of late oh also look up speaking of... did you see the alone and doug trio alone doug trio yeah check that one out let me know what you think i love the hair <laughs> that's flowing lots yeah it's just... are you kidding me that's it <laughs> that's, for... that's it that one's pretty bad <laughs> oh my god that makes that makes like their programming so easy <laughs> Like the they just took thing. a Doug Trio now, wait, and put long blonde hair. Didn't someone tell me that that's not their nose, that's their mouth for Doug Trios? Does that sound familiar? You guys ever that, heard that before? That sounds familiar. Yeah. So, all right, so we got the Alolan Ninetales. Now, like I was saying, speaking of uh, unoriginality, I'm going to go to a Pokemon called Mr. R- uh, Mr. Rhyme for my choice, <laughs> which uh, he comes from a uh, Galarian Mr. Mime. And he is an ice psychic Pokemon, and he looks similar to Mr. Mime, but he looks more of like a um, 
I'm not, like an ice version of, of Mr. Mime, if I'm being honest. Kind of like a like a street clown. <laughs> yeah, he in looks a way. like a clown. He has like a goofy like yeah. winged helmet on. Uh, I mean, a clown. I don't think clown is doing him justice. Like he looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a great um, bushy mustache. He's got big uh, light blue clown shoes on. He's got uh, two. Uh, like wing type things coming off the side of his head, which they kind of remind me of like uh captain America in the comics, how he has those like white wings coming out the side of his helmet. It's kind of what it looks like for, uh, for Mr. Mime. And, um, he's also carrying an ice cane, uh, if you will. Um, so, um, Oh, he also, it's basically like his, uh, like a bowler hat on top of his head. Um, his, his, uh, his yes, cover with wings. that he, that he's got there. Yeah, 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 yeah also, with the wings. I also like love the red lump and cummerbund <laughs> that he's wearing. Um, oh, he's looking great. Stuff. He also has two mittens on, so so uh, which are, which are good because you know we're outside in in, in the cold. Uh, he he's also so what I'm using here is uh, his his feet are they're they're good size getting into uh, the ski shoes. He's going to be able to fit into them no problem. <laughs> also, he's going to be used to uh, holding on. Uh, to ski poles because he's uh, been with this, uh, you know, ice cane that he's had uh, for his entire life. Now, Mr. Rhyme, he's a highly skilled uh, tap dancer, and he waves his ice cane uh, around gracefully while he, um, you know, while he, he he performs. And he's very popular because of his amusing uh, movements and uh it's it's led uh people to to enjoy them and uh apparently too he has his like belly do you kind of see how it looks like a giant nose like a like a like a clown nose yes yeah he um has the ability to use that uh for psychic powers to like uh you know influence other people to make them laugh to fall under his uh his comedic spell uh if you will so um i think uh he's he's got a great bodily physique uh for this event um going off of the 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 jump uh with his experience in in tap dancing he's going to move his skis like all around to make him do like cool uh you know uh, design shapes uh you know movements uh in the air going off of his uh his experience tap dancing and and then and then he's going to land uh clean as can be he's got he's got the great feet for it uh he's got the experience holding on to the to the ski poles and you know, if if need be, he could use his his stomach of persuasion to uh, possibly cast a spell over the the judges to to offer him uh, a good score with with his uh, with his jump and his landing. Wow, so you're gonna go you're gonna go with cheating? Well, aren't you kind of using your alone, you know, uh, to look to look cool, know, not uh, for mind control? Well, uh, <laughs> all right, fair enough. I mean. I think it's it's similar to the cheating as as ditto. Um, just putting it out there, uh, but I think the uh, Mister Rhyme. Um, so you're just planning on just kind of like doing a little dance with your skis up in the, in the air, or you're gonna try to do some some more in there. I mean, you only have what four seconds when you're up in the air, I suppose. Enough to do like you know a couple flips in the you know 120 or like oh, 900 yeah. 
degree turns and yeah 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 i, I mean i would i would obviously i would throw them in there as well i'm just uh, i'm saying that since he has experience with uh feet movement that he's gonna have uh, not just feet movement through walking like feet movement through like athletic you know competitions uh that being uh tap dancing i think he's going to be able to uh carry that over into the the jump and being able to uh do some movements that the uh the judges probably never seen before he looks ridiculous i'm sorry i gotta tell you he looks ridiculous <laughs> I know when I, when I was looking through Pokemon, this came up and I was like, there's no way this is a real Pokemon. <laughs> he does. He does look ridiculous. I, I will. I will totally give you that. But you know what? He 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 looks the part. He's got his bowler helmet is, ba- is, is basically a helmet. Uh, he's got wings on the side. So it looks like he's like ready to fly. You know, he's he's got his ice cane. He's got his big shoes. I mean, he's he's ready to go. Uh, Dan, don't shake your head. He's he's a Gen Eight. He's a, Gen Eight has some has some weird ones. <laughs> yeah, anything anything after Gen Three, that's that's where I start to to to, to go off there uh, a little bit. You're on your you're on your your old man soapbox. Uh, no, I'm 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 pretty good. I'm pretty good. I mean, it's basically, I'll I'll leave this to the listeners. If you would want to see charlie chaplin ski down a hill jump in midair and then do some cool tricks and land that's what you're getting and by cool tricks steve means uh ski tap dancing and being able to hold a pole (laughs) i mean he he's able to do what he needs to do i mean that's that that's what the you know what what the event i would agree i do want to see that just to see how you tap dance with skis as well and is the cane needed for moving? Like, yeah, move, or what's the yeah, cane yeah needed Steve, for? does he need this cane to walk? Maybe you pick the most like the most unathletic Pokemon. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. From my understanding, he uses this cane in his uh, in his comedy shows. He's he's using it purely for for comedic uh, effect. It's 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 nothing like uh, he has a a physical limitation or anything like that. It's just purely a, a prop. It's pretty, yeah, it's purely a prop, exactly. And I'm putting it out there, Mr. Rhyme is an old man <laughs> who once had tap dancing background, yeah. now needs a cane to walk around and will hurt himself hardly, <laughs> very badly. That sir, that sir is ageist, and just because he has a cane doesn't mean that he's able to do what someone on the younger side is is able to do, uh, sir. <laughs> All right, so when you watch when you watch big air ski jumping, tell me the the uh, average age of the uh, com- competitors. Well, that's the interesting thing about Pokemon because there's really not an age to Pokemon, right? Like you really don't know. No, it doesn't seem to matter. But uh, I mean, he does look like an old man, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm looking for 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 things on on ages and years for Mister Rhyme, and I can't I can't find anything. Yeah, I didn't see either. I mean, he does. He does dress like he's from the 1920s. Your, your Charlie Chaplin was a pretty good comparison. Thank you. I think I just should have led with that. I think that would have helped the listeners have a better yeah. idea. Well, of, uh, but of what I will he say, like. just because we want to see that doesn't mean it would like be good or score well at the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll have to wait for the Olympics when Mister Rhyme competes to see. <laughs> no, we'll have to wait for the listeners to vote. So that- 
Boy, we know what they have to say about this. All right, so that's Mr. Rhyme. Chris, or excuse me, Chris, you already went. Dan, what do you got? So I went with Hitmontop. Um, All right. So um, I'm going to give the little little background first. So Hitmontop is uh, humanoid in a sense. Um, well, basically has the ability to spin on his head, kind of like a top. Um, and his body's mainly spherical and blue and brown on his chest. His short legs, um, with like little bands, similar to like, uh, uh, like, like, like grip lead. tape or like wrapped, like tape wrapped around like a boxer might have. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for the help there. Um, and yeah, he's basically just like a giant top, like a spinning, spinning top. So my thought process here is, He's humanoid, so he can kind of strap in nicely to, to the skis, um, you know, not having all four paws on, on the ski. Um, be able to actually hold the I've poles. seen dogs skiing. Then... Dogs can ski. <laughs> okay. And so um, then we'll be able to go down, and then once he gets into the air, this is going to be a crazy twisting, uh, flipping experience. Really going for the the difficulty aspect of this Um and the execution. So it was going to be a lot about getting nice air, a lot of difficult moves, and uh, a lot of twists. A lot of twists makes a lot of a lot more points. Um, so that, that's what I'm going for. Is that fact? Uh, that is a, a is part of the the deal. D E A L. Um, that is the D is the difficulty. So um, one of the main things in difficulty is flipping or during twists. So if you do like a 900 or a 1200, uh, a 1280, uh, you can do, you know, you can get a lot of points with it. You know what else well, is difficult? Doing the math in the head? Yeah. Uh, that, well, that, that that's difficult. Uh, tap dancing is also difficult. Mm-hmm. Just, well, just, just throwing that out there. Uh, that was my, my, my argument there. Is uh, So is Hitmonchan... Or excuse me, Hitmontop. Is Hitmontop always on its head, or does it, it does it walk? No, I can walk. It, it can, can walk for sure. Away. Yeah. Okay. I get. I guess just every image I've ever seen of Hitmontop, he's just always. He on really his head. seems to like to be on his head. I was gonna say maybe he gets dizzy from too much spinning, but I'm sure for how much spinning this guy does, he probably doesn't get dizzy anymore. You would, would hope not. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would that would come in pretty well, especially when you're doing tricks like that. You don't want to get dizzy. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's the small miles attacks, right? She couldn't. She got vertigo, or got uh, couldn't figure out where where ups and down were when she was doing all the spins. You said nine tails? No, he said Simone Biles. <laughs> oh, Simone Biles. I thought he said nine tails. I was like, sure, let's team up on Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you like, if you like spins, hit him on tops your guy. Is is he going to spin uh, too fast to the point where the judges won't be able to count like how many he just did? I'm sure they can do hit, hit instant replay for us. Yeah, I'll have to get ways. a you know a camera here. And I think they can't tell he's actually moving. Actually, might be a good thing. So like, wow, that's that's insanely hard what he just did there. Well, these judges sound really um, really lazy. If they're just like, you know what, we can't. I don't know. He 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 did a lot. I don't know how many he did. We'll just vote for him. Let's go for the tap dancing guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring a tap dancer on this show. <laughs> know how difficult it is. I, You know what I'm worried about? If you spin too fast, you're going to turn into a helicopter with your skis and just fly away. 
<laughs> then you'll miss you'll They're miss the landing zone. You'd have to figure out where where he wants to actually spin hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> that could be a benefit though, because then that could just give uh, Hitman Top a a different landing zone. Like he lands in a completely different part of the course. All about that amplitude, um, altitude, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that could uh could be uh could be funny. You just gotta watch out and making sure he's not hitting any of the um the ski uh what's it called, the ski lifts or anything like that. Cutting cords or anything. Oh, does he have a tail? Does he have a tail, guys? He does. Okay, I'm right, just making sure. Not that that matters, I just uh couldn't tell what something was in the picture. Yeah, it looks like it looks like I thought foot, it was another foot at first. Okay. I was like, does he have three legs? Yeah. No, tail. Okay, sorry. Thank you. He must have to tuck that tail or something when he's spinning, because I could just see that kind of like whipping all over the place. All right, so I mean, if you like, if you like spins, he's your guy. But if you want like a, if you want a a, a dazzling light show in the air, you gotta you gotta see the Alolan Nine Tails jump. And if you want to see some comedic, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, action by someone who has who has the body <laughs> to to do it, that's that's what you're looking for with Mister Rhyme. Yeah, the body to do it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right, let's move into our last event for this Pokemon 2022 Winter Olympics episode. Uh, we're going into cross-country skiing, which is not a new event at 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. However, it is a event that we have not looked at yet before uh, with our Winter Pokemon Olympics. So, uh, Chris, or Dan, sorry, do you want to give us a little little background on cross-country skiing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do, like, the, the history of it. Um, cross-country skiing has been around for, I think, as long as Olympus has been around. So, I think it's, it's been I think very, it's been, been around long, longer. Old, I think it's been old. around as long as snow has been around. True. I think, I mean, I mean competing I standpoint. I was just, but yes, I was just I messing with you. <laughs> it's, uh, and... Norway basically like conquers this event all the time, but there actually is total of uh, twelve events. Uh, we'll be talking about um, this, you know, the classic one. There is like relays. There is like a skiathlon uh, where it's like you know you're switching from one style to the next style. There's like a thing called classic and a thing called freestyle. Um, to get into the difference of it, you really kind of need to see it. But ones where you actually like like kind of. Uh, feet together um and one is kind of like you're pushing off um it's a little hard to describe but there are two different styles classic and freestyle and uh uh yeah so there's a total of 12 events and and norway usually t- tends to win all of them but that's basically all there is to know beyond what you guys already know is this so we're going with just the regular well either I don't know if this. I don't think we can translate this perfectly to Pokemon. The classic versus freestyle differences. We're just going on. It's a long skiing race. Yeah. Would you have? Would you have the ability to wear some kind of skis? Would you have the ability to go for a long distance uh, and survive? Exactly, and survive the elements. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll talk. We'll get into the technique and everything. I like it. I like it. Uh, All right. Um. Dan, do you want to go first on this one? Sure. I uh, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of my Pokemon. Um, All right, someone will try having Chris pronounce. I'm it ready to go. Episode. All right. <laughs> so it is. Conkulu? That's perfect. That was perfect. 
Yeah, that yeah, that's what I would have said. Um, so Conkledor is basically uh, a you know kind of humanoid in a sense. It's bipedal, um, and it basically has uh, just giant arms, and in his hands, it's carrying like blocks of concrete. Um, and basically, he's kind of just all upper body, not not much of lower body. <laughs> yeah, he and, really is. Yeah, they also have like these, like thick thick bands around him. Are they like muscles? Um, what are those bands? They uh, they're they're just bands that that, that he kind of wears around. Oh, him. like for style. Um, yeah, I think it's a he style thinks it thing. looks cool. He's yeah, <laughs> it does look well, pretty. Yeah, cool. he does. But, I was gonna say he's like the definition of skipping leg day for a, a Pokemon. His arms are yeah. massive. His legs are like little two, like two inch stumps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently, uh, two thousand years ago, that he taught humans how to make. Concrete. Yeah, I was reading. He's really so, good at making concrete. <laughs> really good at concrete. Um, so he's he's a very strong uh, Pokemon. Uh, very big upper body. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of just jump into my argument then. So my thought was um, that he's used to having, you know, really heavy things that he's carrying around and having to really use a lot of his own body. Uh, when it comes to the execution of the actual, you know, cross-country skiing, it's a lot. It's very, very body. There is some aspect to, to the legs. Um, but you can really, you know, really get a lot of speed and long distance. Uh, and he has that, that durability with, with the, you know, massive muscles in his arms. So, um, being able to use concrete, he's going to be a lot easier using like the actual ski poles and it's going to feel really light to him and be able to really go far. Um, and yeah. All right. Uh, do you mind if I jump in here real quick? No, not at all. Not at all. Please. All right. So, 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 if you were looking at the design of Conkledor, would you say he looks like a younger Pokemon or an older Pokemon? They they made him look on the older have, side. He has a white beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has a white beard. So I think we we you know we should we should remember just because a Pokemon looks on the older side doesn't mean that they're unable to uh, perform the the Olympic events that they're. They're they're being asked to do right. Well, I don't think he has a cane, so I think I think that's important. Yeah. So the difference is, I will say this: this is going off of this is going off of Bulbapedia. It says that he uses its pillars as walking canes. Yeah, because I don't think his legs are very strong. He just has to walk himself, but that's going to be fine for cross country skiing. (laughs) Steve, we didn't say Mister Rhyme would be not good at not good because he's old. He just looks like he would be not good at at ski jumping. Oh, I, I never brought up Mr. Ryan here. You're you, you, you're bringing him. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, if we're if we're saying a Pokemon looks old and they have a walking cane that they wouldn't be able to to perform the the, the feat, I think we you know using the transitive property. If if Mr. Rhyme Mr. Rhyme can't do that, then I think we have to apply that to Conkledor that wasn't as well. that wasn't the argument. It's not that he was old and he couldn't do it. Is that he looks like he can't do it? But this guy looks like he can. This guy looks like he can just like walk on his arms all day. exactly but we're also we're also using an event where your legs are very very well to a human but if you look if you had this guy's arms would it matter would would he would he be able to hold up uh, himself on his legs i mean he can right now 
I think he's holding himself up in the, the ski poles, right? And just kind of pushing himself. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. He's Hopefully. basically just yeah. like dragging yeah, yeah. his legs along with him. Yeah. <laughs> and he definitely I mean, has the arms to be able to, to, to pull himself for 10, 15 kilometers. Oh, I, de- I definitely agree that, that he has that, 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 that ability. I'm not, I'm not denying that at all. Steve, do you want to tell us about yours? Sure. So I'm going with a Pokemon called, uh, would you guys agree that it's called Bear Tick? Yes. All right. So I'm going with Bear Tick and uh, plain and simple, uh, Bear Tick <laughs> is a bear Pokemon. <laughs> he's a bear. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's a bear. Yeah. He, uh, he's a nice, he's a nice Pokemon. He, um, he's eight foot six. He's 573 pounds. So he's a, he's a big bear. He is, he, he's big. He's large. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, he's capable of standing up on his hind legs, which is important. Uh, he has the, the, the shaggy fur, which will keep him, you know, warm, uh, in the, the cold climate that you're going to be going in doing the cross country, uh, skiing. One thing he's able to do is he's able to freeze his own breath, which can create pathways across, uh, watery areas to allow him to, to move quicker. Um, he's able to, so that way he can, you know, uh, slide, uh, and whatnot. Um, and, and I think just, uh, being a, a bear with big hind, uh, legs, he's going to have the, you know, the strength to just keep moving forward in the conditions that he's in. Uh, he has, uh, two, you know, two hands, which will be able to, to grip the poles, uh, if need be. And I mean, he's he's fierce, he's ferocious, and he's just going to have the drive to to get through uh, to the end for for the uh, for the cross country skiing. Uh, there, you know, you have to have some kind of modified, you know, size skis so that way he can get his giant, uh, you know, bare feet in it. But um, I, I think like he was like bred for this type of event. Like I could just see like two ski poles and a pair <laughs> of skis on him, and just just see him going through. All right, here's here's what I think is the problem with Bear Tick for this event. He's too big. He's 573 pounds. There's just going to be so much energy expenditure to move his body for that long. He's going to need to, like, take a snack break. I mean, if if, if he needs to do that, I don't think there's any problem with doing that, uh, you know, for him. he He's, he's known <laughs> for going to, uh, you know, icy waters and catching his prey in the cold waters very quickly. So I think, you know, for him or for, for another opponent, you know, they might see that as a waste of time. But for him, it's a quick snack, get some energy, get back on the skis and get going. Would he's he's would Bertic consider you. eating another opponent? Uh, no, are, are you talking about the uh, the Baumgartner uh, uh, principle? The Snorlax Gambit I'm referencing. Uh, the, oh, the Snorlax <laughs> Gambit. Yes, yes, yes. The Snorlax Gambit. No, uh, no, 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 not at all. All right. Just curious. I mean, he is a giant bear. Now, uh, he, I, I think, I think he would eat other Pokemon. He just wouldn't eat his competitors because it seems like in the world of Pokemon, Pokemon eat other Pokemon. They, they, I think they have to. I think that's been confirmed. Yeah, it, it's confirmed, which is why I brought up the store last Gambit because uh, <laughs> he's confirmed to eat other Pokemon. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, if, if he if he has to take uh, you know a break. That's fine. Or if you know what, if he's he's so quick, I mean, he could be going by uh, a small pond and as he's gliding through, he could just reach his hand in real quick, grab something, pull it out and and then just kind of chew it along as he goes. What happens if they don't pass like bodies of water on the on the journey when they don't pass bodies of water? 
Yeah, he gets like he gets needs a snack break, and there like there's no uh, convenient body body of water on. Don't on bears like like pack up a ton of, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you know, nutrients and whatnot for for hibernation purposes? Not saying he's gonna fall asleep during the race, but you know, he could at least you know carbo load beforehand and uh, you know eat a bunch of. I, I'm not saying Tangela is a pasta Pokemon, but. You know, something along those lines before the race, uh, just to kind of give him some energy to to keep it going. Uh, I I think if he did that, he's gonna he's gonna want to go to sleep. He's gonna be sleepy. He's gonna he's gonna remind him of uh, hibernating. Yeah, and well, I keep no, that's of... that's what gets him to the end because I mean he's in this to win it. So yes, he may you know he may be tired, and I'm sure many olympians while they're in the middle of whatever they're doing they're like man like i just can't wait for this to be over right now and i'm sure a lot of them just want to stop but they're thinking of that gold medal and for him that's what he's thinking of like the moment he's done i mean he's going to be out for three months he's not even going to be at the medal podium they're just going to put it on while he's sleeping i i just think of carbo loading and then you know rate uh the michael scott 5k race for um rabies um and how how well that performed for him so uh, I don't know if carbo loading would be the right decision um, for someone that doesn't appear to be in the best of shape. Um, as I think, uh, is it bear tick or VR tick? I, I, I don't know. I think, I'm, it's, I'm, I think it's bear tick. Bear tick. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think uh, I think that's my that's my bugaboo is uh, his, his lack of uh, fitness here and a uh, lot a lot of bodies pulling. If we could have a world where we could have a bear eat a bunch of pasta and Michael Scott eat a bunch of pasta and run, I guarantee you the bear would outlast Michael <laughs> Scott and not just like immediately throw up. So just because Michael Scott threw up eating after eating pasta, I don't know if that translates uh, to uh, to a bear. But aren't you the one that always uses transitive body? <laughs> Only when it applies to my argument, Dan. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Dan, that was well played. Yeah, so that was well we're, played. we're trying to answer the age-old question, should a bear carbo load before cross-country skiing? And we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's been brought up many times. Um, it, is, it is definitely an age-old question. But like I said... It doesn't have to be, you know, entirely before the race. I mean, I'm sure. Sh- I, I think with Olympic events, you're allowed to, you know, consume as you go through. You know, you see, you know, marathons, races, people get water, or drinks along the way. So I don't think there's any problem with him consuming anything while he's 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 uh, he's going cross country. I don't I don't mind it. I, I I think it'd be cooler if there had little like snack stands along the way. And like it was like a challenge to like see which skier was gonna stop for like food. Like they have like they have like their favorite foods and they try to tempt them. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good idea for like uh uh you know, uh, opposition research, you know, find out what the uh you know, the Swedish uh long uh yeah. cross country skier person likes and just has like a huge table full of that and each, just each try country to- each country gets their own snack stand and to try to like psych out another another uh competitor they put like that flag but they like change the colors a little bit to see if they actually know their flag and they stop there and they'll take it like ah yes all right right. you guys want to hear about crabominable yes sir this is a weird looking pokemon he is weird looking so crabominable is a gen 7 fighting ice pokemon He's a giant crab, but he has like white fur. 
kind of like a Yeti or an abominable snowman. But he also has a goofy looking face with like weird blonde hair. But here's why I picked him, guys. He's really good at punching the ground. So in that in one of those episodes I was telling you about, the um the ski jumping one, it was called what was it called? What was it called? Getting a jump on the competition. Yes, in that episode, he actually wins because uh he he punches the he punches the ground to get a really high jump and then he punches in the air he punches down in the air to like fly basically so i don't need to fly i just need to punch the ground to propel myself forwards so so instead of like you know you're in with ski poles you're kind of driving your ski poles into the ground and like pulling and pushing he's gonna just skip the ski pole put his fist right in the ground and shoot himself forward while on skis though yeah, yeah, yeah. The skis will just be slide, like slide, flying. Yeah. All right, I see what you're saying. I thought you were going to say that you're just going to jump. No, he's not going to go off the ground. He's going to stay on the ground. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. He's going to get the angle. He's going to practice the angle to get it good, you know. Right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right. Um. All right, that, that's, an interesting, that's an interesting tactic. Oh, he's in, he even has a name. It's called the Ice Hammer. Oh, that so sounds, when the, when the commentators scary. like zoom in on him, they're like, "Oh, and there's Crabominable with his patented ice hammer technique." And is he the only? Uh, yeah, it looks like it's the signature move of uh, of Crabominable, and he's the only one I think who's able to learn it. Yeah, he is. No one else can learn it. Wow, that is special. Only has an accuracy ninety percent of the time, so <laughs> just have to take that in, uh, into consideration. But <laughs> Every still, once in a while, he misses the ground, <laughs> or I guess it'd be more like he punches wrong and like shoots himself sideways. Do you think um is do you think he go he would go too deep going into the ground with his punches? Yeah. What do you mean? Like punching into the ground uh you know too deep and possibly like hitting something or is his like you know like a sh- like a sharp rock or something or oh, like he his... hurt his hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's a he has little crab hands. I think they're fine. Yeah, it's a really interesting look for a Pokemon because it definitely looks like something you should see in a tropical area, but with the 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 white fluff all around him or whatnot, he, he kind of does fit in a an Arctic tundra. Yeah, um, I, he's pretty he's pretty funny looking, but <laughs> he evolves from Crab Brawler, who's like a a normal I'll say as normal crab looking as you can be for a Pokemon, and he's just a fighting type. Now, do you think uh, he'll have uh, the stamina, you know, going forward? You know, like those legs, do you think those legs will, will hold him up the whole time? They look pretty pretty tiny. Yeah, so that's a great question. I mean, uh, he's going to have to train hard. And, uh, I mean, his arms are pretty pretty jacked, so he's a pretty – he loves punching. I just – it just has to be if he can do it for all, for all nine miles or however long it is. Yeah, that's my one hold up too. I, just, I don't know if he has – it seems like he has a lot of excess weight beyond his giant, giant paw claws. I don't even call those, but um... I actually think he's going to be so fast with his with his ice hammer technique that he's going to be able to take breaks breaks if he needs to. He's going to take a take a food break with bear tick. Take snack breaks. Yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> hey, I'll bring some snacks. I'll make you like some chicken salad or something. You know, we could sit down together just talk it out for for a minute or two and then just get back up on the course yeah he definitely won't mind the cold he uh you know he's used to the cold oh yeah he'll be fine he'll be fine with 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 uh with the cold i think i think all of our pokemon well i don't know dan yours might do you think yours will be cold dan i mean all he's wearing is like like i don't know like rags yeah he's kind of yeah. like a, a city pokemon too i don't know if he's if he's up for the tundra 
I, I that is definitely a uh, a concern. I thought he could always layer up if need be. <laughs> That's true. You can. He could wear clothes. Yeah. It's always an option. It's always an option. <sighs> All right. So there. So there we go with with uh, with that event. So um, that's that's Monobob, big air skiing and cross country skiing for part one of our two part uh, Pokemon Winter uh, Olympic Games. This this is interesting. I'm actually really curious to see how these these are going to play out. Me too. With the voters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, yeah. definitely interested in it. Um, so in our uh, show notes, as always, there's going to be a poll for. Uh, how you can vote for who you think would win. Uh, I'm going to have links in the show notes for each of the Pokemon. I I think we all did a pretty good job of describing what the Pokemon look like, but in case you would like to see what they look like while you're listening to this uh, episode, you can click on the link for each Pokemon's name, and that'll take you to uh, Bulbapedia where you can actually visualize what we were talking about. Um, I'll also have in the show notes uh, the links for couple of the uh the other things we talked about in today's episode i know dan you sent in the discord that uh that link of stephen colbert jumping in the fireplace with bob costas so i'll make sure that's in the show notes and i'll also include uh those those pokemon episodes that chris uh was referring to uh as well so just to kind of recap again uh the events that we did we had monobob uh which had frostless going against ditto going against swampert uh, we had Big Air Skiing, which was Mr. Rhyme going against an Alolan Ninetales, going up against Hitmontop. And then for cross-country skiing, we had Bear Tick going up against Crabominable. Crabominable? Is that right? <laughs> Crabominable. Crabominable. Uh, and then going up against uh, Conkledore as well. That sounds like something out of Middle Earth, Conkledore. I think the same thing. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Dolgoldor. It does sound like that. Yeah, so so follow that link so that you can vote. You can also go to whowouldwincast.com slash vote uh, where you can vote there as well. And we'll be sure to talk about the results uh, later on uh, after our Pokemon Olympics uh, episodes are done. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up after this, we're going to have part two of our Winter Olympic Pokemon games where we'll be looking at some events that are no longer... In the Olympics, however, they should be because yeah, they, they, they sound are, cool. They are fantastic. Yeah, and we'll just leave that as a little tease for next time, so that way you come back and you'll see what those events are. Uh, Dan or Chris, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we head out of here today? Oh, uh, we do have something to add, Steve. We oh, should. Go for it. We should. We should plug our new Discord. Chris, I'll let you uh, take that away, actually, because you've taken the reins on that. Well, I like to share the reins, but uh, yeah, so the Who Would Win podcast has its own Discord, uh, and we'll put an invite link in the show notes. So Absolutely. if you want to join and chat, you can. we can talk about the episodes, you can give suggestions, and maybe other things that we think of, because we just made it like a couple days ago. Yeah, that's right. Um, I I am on there, Chris is on there, uh, Dan is on there as well, and uh, we have some great channels. We have a general channel, we have announcements. Uh, which can be for upcoming episodes. We have episode discussions uh, and also episode suggestions as well. And uh, we would love to get a nice uh, community growing there. I know Discord uh, is 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 growing just in general with all the different um, uh, servers that are out there. So it'd be nice to to get a good group of uh, fans together where we could, you know, connect a little more than we already do. It feels like it's very. Um, one-sided you know we're able to uh hear from the listeners and we give our 
you know, feedback from what we hear from them through the podcast, but it'd be nice to engage in a discourse uh, back and forward. So Chris, I, I thank you for, for putting that together. Oh, my pleasure. It's awesome. Dan, do you have anything? No, it's always a pleasure. Thank you guys. Always, always glad having you back. I'm glad we've been able to continue this tradition. I always look forward uh, to this. It's a lot of fun. Me too. So like I mentioned, stay tuned next week, part two of our Pokemon Winter Olympic Games, where we'll be tackling Pokemon or we'll be tackling Winter Olympic Games that are no longer in the Winter Olympics. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whoodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. This has been Chris. And Dan. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Go! Let's take the cable car and meet him at the finish. Right. Right. Now left. Hold it there. Stay on course, everybody. You're doing great. A little to the left. 